listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jim Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's... It's the Game Raven Wrestling Podcast. Again, for another wonderful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. As always, my name is Josh. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And this is episode number fucking 15. And there's a lot of fucking things we need to talk about. Oh, yes. First, I just want to display my full idiocy by Mm -hmm. believing for a second that Cody Rhodes wasn't going to be in the main event because we got swerved. I, I did at least. Hey, props to the to them because that's the whole point is to swerve us so that we think that things are real. That's that's literally the whole point. Yeah. And in my opinion, mission accomplished. Yeah, and to pontificate on what actually transpired was there was a press conference affiliated with the Super Bowl. WWE was yeah for at, WrestleMania, yeah for WrestleMania, and there was a whole thing with uh, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and building up hype for the match. And they were talking about the bloodline of the Anawai family, yeah, and how great it was, and all this jazz. And Cody Rhodes comes out, and Seth Rollins is there as well, yeah, and. I think it's made known that at this point, Cody Rhodes is not going to be going for the World Heavyweight Championship, which was what would seem to be implied from the previous week's episode of SmackDown, where Cody Rhodes did not. It it seemed as though he passed the (laughs) passed the torch to The Rock (laughs) to give his bid to the WrestleMania WrestleMania situation, and I I can't tell. I don't know if this is reality or if this is kayfabe if uh this is only happening because the demand has been so great or if this is long-term booking and we just fell for it i don't know why if that's the case because why even have that segment where he just you know uh took the knee to the rock and why even have that segment if they were just going to go with this at the press conference thing that's that's why i kind of i kind of think that this wasn't the plan i think i and again this we're just speculating here and this could just be great fucking booking and great storytelling is what this could be and maybe we'll never actually know what the real story is but like when the rock comes out cody like on smackdown when that original thing happened cody had to know that was coming okay obviously he knew that that was going to be a thing but 
whatever it was the rock told him and he just had this sad fucking depressed like he just looked so sad when the rock came that out. was real that had, that to, be had real. to be real you or, can't be that good of an actor or they're just or maybe he is maybe he's just that good and the rock was when he, when he was patting him on the back and he gave him like and he, cody had a little bit of a smile because he probably said something about how his dad would be proud of him for doing whatever it was. Or he probably said some shit like that, which made Cody smile. And then he just looked even more so depressed when he left the fucking ring. And I, I just, I, why even fucking do that? And then here, essentially, uh, almost basically a week later, you're just going to completely backpedal on it. And you're just going to say, no, 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 that's not the deal. And you're going to basically have this press conference where, Roman Reigns and The Rock are essentially all basically fighting Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. I mean, they had a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a very non-kayfabe interaction. Man. It seemed like that was a legitimate, there was legit heat, as they call it, between, like, Seth Rollins was fucking pissed. Oh, man, I gotta say, <clears throat> it. this was, if, whether this is real or fictional, this was a really cool moment for Seth Rollins to, I mean, for not, I mean, it's not indifferent. There must be, yeah. I don't know if it's hate, but for Seth Rollins to step up when The Rock slapped Cody Rhodes for insulting the the root yeah. of the tree of the NOI family, which is would be The Rock and, right. uh, the Rock and Roman Reigns' grandfather, um, he immediately went, stepped up to the fucking rock. Oh, with yeah. His, with his fucking busted he leg. He fucking squared up to him, man. Yeah. Like, he was going to do some so, shit. I thought that was kind of cool, like, long-term long term storytelling. Yeah, man. That, because, um, you know, they obviously had that battle with the bloodline at Survivor Series. Right, Was yeah. that right? Yeah, I think. Sur- Survivor Series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, because that was, like, the first match that the bloodline had lost. In right, yeah, like, good forever. Minute. Yeah. But, uh. And maybe he doesn't like Cody Rhodes because that that did happen previously when they squared off like three times and Cody ended up being on the winning side of that. He tore right. his pectoral muscle and he was it like a steel cage match at the yeah. end. Um, so I don't know, man, like whether that was genuine or that was not real. I was like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. And, and it and happened and outside the ring. Right. Yeah. So that that is a thread I want to go down after. Yeah. Yeah. After we go down this thing. But yeah, I I kind of think. And this is just me being speculative, obviously. But now that we've had this controversy and Vince McMahon's out, right? Say what you will, but the Vince McMahon character is one of the most successful characters in wrestling history. It, it was the boss character that everybody fucking could hate, abusing the power. Basically, everything Vince McMahon did in real life, he, you know, it, it was an on-screen character. And it was so fucking easy to hate. And so good. And now that The Rock is back and The Rock is on the board, I have a very good feeling that The Rock is going to replace the Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the character. It's now going to become The Rock. Because with the way this promo went and after it happened, the whole after effects, he's walking through and he tells Triple H, you need to figure the fuck out of what's, you need to figure this shit out. And even when they were yelling at each other at the promo, The Rock is yelling at him, we do whatever the fuck we want to do. The Rock was yelling that at Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. We do what the fuck we want to do here because we run this place. And 
So now that's, to me, that's setting up The Rock to be the Vince McMahon heel character that's going to be missing from all of this. And again, on SmackDown, you have the Triple H come out and basically say he doesn't like it when people don't know their role and that there's only one person that makes the decisions around here and you're looking at him. And it will be in the main event, Roman Reigns defending his title against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Now... That is fucking a great setup because I know Triple H technically probably can't ever wrestle again because of his heart condition or whatever he has. But man, if he maybe secretly got the clearance and you're going to have Triple H in The Rock, maybe not this WrestleMania, maybe, I don't know, maybe because obviously they brought The Rock back for a reason because they, like you had said earlier, maybe they don't think that Cody Rhodes is big enough to carry that main event deal. We need to throw in someone to get more buys or get more Peacock subscribers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I, and, and goddamn by doing what they did, they have guaranteed this is going to be the biggest main event. Yeah. It's nuclear. It, it is fucking straight nuclear now because people were fucking pissed. They were, we were pissed that I, I was like, well, I'll never watch WWE again. If this fucking is, this is how this goes down. And you've got The Rock also playing it up, going on. He went on Pat McAfee's radio show, basically talking shit about the crybaby, uh, the Cody crybabies, as he called them. And I'm not going to finish this story, man. It's so good if this is if this is really part of the storyline. Yeah, this is uh, <clears throat> this is. I don't know if you would would call this like a an alternate, uh, even further different. Wow, double double. I think it's somewhat <laughs> redundant. Just what I just said, but a new incarnation of The Rock possibly unfolded within yeah. the press conference. No longer Hollywood Rock with the chap, fucking chaps and yeah, the vest or whatever. Right. Who was mostly comedic as a as a heel, right? right? Yeah. This is this is tribal rock. This is Anawaii yeah. rock. Uh, yeah, but it's no no nonsense. This is chairman of the board rock. rock yeah. That's what I think we're going to get out of this. And I have to say. Board, board of direct. Board, well, uh, uh, board of directors rock. rock yeah. right? But I, my personal opinion is the rock's going to be the chairman of the board. That's the only reason you bring him in is because that's your goal is to put him in that seat. Which is fucking epic now because. All right. There was a legacy between Vince McMahon and his father. Right. That right he, yeah. he, he inherited the company. Now there's even a there's a similar through line that the Anawaii family is a wrestling family. And now the rock is in a position to be a, uh, to be a power figure within the WWE itself with the Anawaii family. So now everybody's going to be calling into question. Well, fuck if, uh, and whether this is like real or not, whatever, uh, now everybody has the, the capability or opportunity to come in through nepotism. Right whether that's fucking real or not, like if they earn their stripes to be in the WWE itself, now that all comes into question, like it makes for great storytelling. Oh, it does. It really does. And, and I don't know if that was the true intention. We'll never probably know, but as it sits right now, I don't necessarily, I think the rocks probably the perfect guy to fucking be put in that position. I think he's, he knows rest because he knows wrestling 
and he knows how to be and, and he knows how to entertain and he knows what gets people fucking going. Yeah. And say what you want about his narcissism or his issues that he's had in Hollywood. But if it's one thing the rock knows better than anything else, it's professional fucking wrestling. And him being in a position to essentially take the company to the next incarnation of whatever it's going to be. It's almost poetic that the NOI family, which basically has had a shit ton of fucking guys be wrestlers, not just in the WWE proper under Vince McMahon, but amongst the other major organizations throughout wrestling history as well for the last 50, 60 years that family has been involved in professional wrestling, probably to the level that no other family, I think you could say, has been involved. And so it's almost poetic that The Rock become, that, that a, a member of that family become the one to take over the business when the forever patriarch Vince McMahon is now gone. Everybody thought, oh, it's going to be Triple H, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, right? It's going to be Shane, it's going to be one of the, no. The McMahons are essentially out at, at at this juncture. TKO has now given the keys to the kingdom, essentially, and they're going to be giving the keys to the kingdom to The Rock. And <clears throat> like I said, I don't know if there's any better person that could, could handle that right now. So say what you want about his narcissism. And yeah, listen, I was pissed if Rock really was going to shoehorn his ass into fucking WrestleMania, but I think The Rock knows how to be a good guy. He knows how to be a bad guy. He knows how to do fucking professional wrestling storytelling. And I don't know if this was his idea to insert himself into this to fucking cause a controversy. And but man, it fucking worked a hundred fucking percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't deny that. No, now, now you're blurring whatever problems he was having image wise and PR. Mm-hmm. That's reality. And now he's taking all that and then inserting it to the current uh, main event for WrestleMania, which is crazy. Uh, so there were some things that I kind of caught me by surprise. Well, I guess it wasn't, it was, it was like an observation that mm. um, pretty much throughout the, that whole event, uh, Roman Reigns was essentially the bitch in that situation. <laughs> yeah. He followed the rock in the, the triple H situation. Like yeah. he was following the rock, which right Im- implies to me that he's technically the tribal chief or I mean, not maybe not said directly, but implied that there's seniority there or there was like Roman Reigns is bending the knee. Yeah. I mean, the rock's the man now because like the, the ironic part is that this guy is the undisputed champion, right? So you think he would be in lockstep. Right. Like side by side, side by side as, but he is positioned behind him. Yeah. Weird. And then, even when he was talking, I think he passed by him or something, and he had his head dipped like yeah. a fucking a little, like, yeah, yeah, like, like the dog, like the like the dog that's no longer the alpha anymore. Yeah, so that that, w- that was interesting, and I don't know what this means in terms of storytelling for the future. Maybe I don't. I've, I've the hell was that? Ah, the dog or somebody fucking around, fucking about <laughs> over there. Uh. So you want to talk about scenario? What do you want to talk about? Fucking Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Um, what do you, do you want to talk about? Game rage wrestling audience. Right. <laughs> let's let's go to hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. For WrestleMania. Yeah. Because now they have a lot of interesting threads, and I don't know if 
there's any weight to any of them, like the Triple H thing, if that'll turn into The Rock versus Triple H in WrestleMania. But then you have like the whole The Rock and Roman Reigns yeah. being the bloodline, essentially. And then you have Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes that were in a tiff at this thing. So it's like, could WrestleMania be Roman Reigns and fucking The Rock versus Seth Rollins and and Cody Rhodes, because then that would take the burden off of Seth Rollins having to wrestle a whole match because he's got his busted knee, so it's like... That could be. I mean, they're saying that he's going to be ready to go for yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's not wrestling. He's not defending it at Elimination Chamber. He's, like, being rehabbing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we can kind of forecast potentially... Prior to that, because now the new thread on <laughs> because Cody Rhodes is essentially locked in now as the challenger for the SmackDown championship. Basically, now all the guys on SmackDown want a fucking title shot at Ro- Seth Rollins. For Seth Rollins for Elimination so Chamber. At Elimination Chamber, it's going to be, I mean, the first being Logan Paul basically saying he wants a shot at fucking Seth Rollins. So he said, oh, yeah, you'll be able to earn it, but you, you got to earn it in the Elimination Chamber match. Mm. So. Elimination Chamber is going to be very interesting to see what happens because we're going to get to see who's going to basically fight Seth Rollins. And I think it I think it might end up being Logan fucking Paul. And I don't know if Seth Rollins injury is to the point where he does need to have actual legitimate surgery, which I'm sure he probably fucking does. Mm -hmm. And if you're just trying to keep him healthy to get to WrestleMania to put on a match and then fuck if he blows out his MCL all the way cool he's getting surgery anyway who gives a shit just give it balls to the wall you know what i'm saying um so i and i don't know if that's if if logan paul wins the fucking elimination chamber match i think we do see him face seth rollins potentially at wrestlemania and you know i i don't know if seth rollins keeps the title with the, with the moves that they're making right now, they're about to have the hot. If they if when the title gets put on Cody Rhodes theoretically, they're gonna have the hottest babyface champion they've had probably in fifteen years. Oh shit, man! I mean, I mean, maybe longer than that. Well, I think it's at what stake, dude, is that you have two legacy families between the Anawai family and, oh, yeah. and the Rhodes family, right? I swear if they don't pull the fucking trigger trigger at WrestleMania 40, dude, I keep saying that I'm not going to watch WWE. <laughs> but the other thing that comes to mind for this is, okay, sure, WrestleMania 40, Cody Rhodes doesn't win potentially, right? In order to get people to subscribe to Netflix, you got to give a people a reason to watch Raw, right? Right, yeah. I mean, sure, like the library of movies and television shows sure. exist yeah but that's not enough if you it's, want them to come for the wrestling you got to give so them a reason what if the scenario is that cody rhodes gets fucking triple threat match with the rock and roman reigns the bloodline essentially fucking screws them screws them once more and the third iteration happens it doesn't happen at SummerSlam or anything like that it happens on the first raw of fucking oh. on netflix that Cody Rhodes becomes champion because by then the deal's done in October, right? I think. Or the the deal that yeah. for, for Netflix to be on Raw is 
I think sometime it ends in sometime in uh, the deal on you, you well, whatever the hell they're on now, USA or whatever that is. Yeah. It ends in October, I think. Okay. So I. So it could potentially be in October itself, right? Yeah, I think, but I think, I thought they were saying they weren't going to debut it until 2025 though. Oh shit. So right. I'm not okay. sure. I think if they were just, maybe they bought, maybe USA bought through the rest of the year, yeah. whatever that was going to cost. Yeah. But let me just make sure. Oh yeah. So go ahead while you're doing that. I'll okay. That so my, my point being that, do you wait another year or whatever amount of time to have Cody be champion on the first draw of Netflix? So you can have people give people a reason to subscribe to Netflix, Netflix itself. Or is that just too far away that if this doesn't happen at WrestleMania 40, then it doesn't happen at all. And it's not, it's not even worth it to do yeah to for Cody to be undisputed <clears throat> champion that far in advance because it has to happen now. It, it's either now or never. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's now or never. I feel like people aren't going to fucking believe anymore. Yeah. If Cody doesn't win, he's fucking done. The people are not going to fucking stand for it. And the people are going to leave. Like yeah. people aren't going to watch if they don't uh, with the reaction that was given just at the, the the taking away of it from him and and the rock inserting himself and the fucking guttural reaction that people had to this mm-hmm. we want cody that hashtag was not just the trending in the united states it wasn't just trending in topics of wrestling it was the number one trending topic on on x or twitter or whatever the fuck you want to call it now in the world we want cody that was the fucking highest trend the video of the rock Taking that shit was the most disliked YouTube video in WWE history. Followed by it being uh, (laughs) revisioned with the edits that don't have Cody's sad face. And uh, I think the crowd chanting, uh, I think it said Rocky sucks. Yeah, they were booing the rock and they were saying all this shit. And so those things were conveniently removed. But even with that revisionist history version of it it was still again the most disliked wwe video in the history of them being on the internet yeah so even if that was the plan to go with the rock you have to fucking take notice of that yep and if it if this was your goal all along was to get more interest in in wrestlemania then fuck yeah mission accomplished because you look what you get look what you did yeah you created a controversy Here's the money. So I don't think that they can get away with pushing this off another fucking. Three, I don't think months. so either. It's got to happen at WrestleMania. And I think Cody probably, and this is going to be the problem for Cody Rhodes going forward. Because once the audience gets what they want in this baby face champion to end all baby faces, essentially his reign is going to become stale after six months and people are going to be like, ah, yeah, they're going to be loving it for this time. Right. But then there aren't really that many heels that the like strong heels that the WWE currently has right now to challenge him. Right. So he's just going to be beating the same guys over and over again. Mm, I mean, shit, he kind of has a little bit of a thread with Shinsuke that could hold him for like six months. Sure. I think that that, Combined with potentially, I don't know how long CM Punk's going to be out, but nine months at least. So if 
if you can get him to nine months, nine months, yeah, then CM Punk can that feud could carry him to WrestleMania of next year. Yeah, okay, but you got to get him to nine months, and I think Shinsuke, I think Shinsuke is is good for maybe six months in terms of every other pay per view. Oh right, yeah. Um, yeah, because that'd be three. Like, right. you could get three matches. You could with get them, three yeah. main event matches out of Shinsuke. You could you could essentially have them all be gimmick matches if you wanted, and then shit, they're doing the three stages of hell on the NXT thing. You could you could have that be the fa- final match is the three stages of hell match. Yeah, um, to really seal the deal, or you can make it a hell in a cell match. Fuck, seal the deal. But that'll get you three, and then you're gonna need someone else. Maybe not even another person. Maybe you could have three separate guys fill in. Maybe the Miz pops in there for one. Mm, I think you're. I think you're avoiding somebody that could uh, could carry it because he's never. He hasn't been put in that spotlight yet. Is Gunther? You get you get Gunther in the main event. Now you push him as the one of the bigger heels. Now's the time to build him. That's as a what heel. you need. You need yeah. But see, then this is the problem though. Is you're to make him serious. You're going to have to eventually give him the strap. And I think Cody Rhodes needs to probably have. <laughs> I don't know if Cody Rhodes, after beating. Because, again, you beat the guy who's had the title the longest in the last fucking 20 years, 30 years even or whatever. You're a made man. You are infallible in terms of wrestling, right? You just beat this guy who has been unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You're the tits, bottom line. So whoever – Cody Rose doesn't necessarily, I don't think, need that. In terms of the story right now, he, he needs it in terms of the story, in terms of kayfabe. But in terms of overall who Cody Rhodes is as a wrestler and as a, as a performer and where he's at, he doesn't necessarily need this. I don't think you're wasting it on him because you're just propelling him to super to above superstardom right now when you do this. And the guy who beats Cody Rhodes will be cemented as a fucking staple heel for the next fucking probably decade. And shit. That'd if be- it's Gunther, which I think that's the guy you gotta you gotta do it, but I don't know. I don't know if you pop. I don't. I think you do that at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think you let. I think you put Cody. You're putting the strap on him right now. You let him carry it for a year. Like you said, you get six months out of Shinsuke. You sprinkle in a couple other guys here and there. Then maybe you have a feud with. I don't know. Maybe you kind of start things happening with Gunther uh, maybe in November. You don't actually have them face each other, but you have maybe some things, paths get crossed, right? Maybe you have them in some tag team matches. It's like Survivor Series is perfect. You know, you could have, fuck, Team Gunther or fuck, you really want to cement him as a heel? Imperium. Yeah, you have the Imperium versus the Rhodes Nightmare Family or whatever you want to call them in a Survivor Series traditional match. Um, And then... You have Gunther win the Royal Rumble next year. And then he wants to face Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And then that's when you say, okay, Cody, you've carried this for a year. It's time to take some time off. I, I got the solution. Yeah, good. <laughs> you do the Shinsuke thing. Since it's already existed. You probably know he's going to lose all three matches. Of course. But it's a feasible feud. Yeah. Because he's going to fight dirty. He's going to. Red missed his ass. Right. Maybe get disqualified in one of them. So yeah. it doesn't really count. It's kind of a throwaway. Yeah. And then. Yeah. By the third one, it'll be yeah, boring. Right. Then you go back to Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton would be a good 
that's that's a good thread. That's yeah. something you don't need to set up because there was already you already know history. the history. Theoretically, yeah. everybody should know the history that he was in Legacy. So then, Randy Orton being the person that he is in kayfabe, the, uh, the sneaky person, snake. The, you don't know if he's going to turn your back, if he's going to turn his back on you at any point. True. So why not fucking do that and and go. And Randy Orton sit, carry that for six months, and then you get CM Punk back, and that'll be the feud that'll make, or well, not that'll make it, but it'll cement the rivalry between them. It'll elevate him because he can hold his own on the the mic. So right. that's the one you want that'll carry you for who the fuck knows how long. But yeah, the, the the feud. I think ultimately, when it comes to people getting remembered, man, it's always about the feuds, right? It's like. Yeah who, yeah, who did who did Mick Foley face? He faced all all of the uh, fucking evolution, and he made all of them. People remember him for that. That he put people over. So yeah, it may, maybe the inverse needs to happen with Cody's. That he needs to have memorable feuds that are gonna have him carry the uh, undisputed title for the next fucking five years. Or if he, I don't know if he's a, <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna have the Roman Reigns run, but. I think he'll be multiple time champion. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think that he's definitely going to trade it back and forth with, with people mm-hmm. and he's going to be one of the staple. He's going to be a, essentially the staple babyface champion for the next five years. Yeah. Not that he's going to hold it the whole time, no. but he's going to be, and maybe CM Punk is going to fucking take a title. You know, maybe get, they'll get trade a nice it. Little, yeah. Stop gap. Uh, right. Title yeah. reign. And, uh, and I also do think that in the next two or three years of him being this babyface staple kind of champion, I think it's going to get boring. And I think when Cody Rhodes turns fucking heel mm-hmm. in the WWE, mm-hmm. it's going to be the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be shit. That'll be. It's, uh... it's going to be Hollywood Hogan fucking level. Oh, of yeah. A heel turn. And. Quite honestly, I've been saying this. I've been advocating for the return of the NWO. And man, wouldn't that be a fucking hell of a way to do it? You get Cody Rhodes in there. Maybe you do some bullshit where you fuck around with, uh, you get some guys that are in AEW right now. Maybe you get them to come over. You pull, you pull the same storyline from fucking 20 fucking years ago. You just do it. You just rip it off completely. And I would love to see it. Maybe you do things a little differently, but then you get a whole new generation of people that haven't seen this and you make it chaotic. You make it. And you, you Cody Rhodes is the surprise third man. He's WWE thickened through his blood. WWE runs in his blood. And then he fucking turns on them mm-hmm. and says, nah, you guys fucking turned your back on me. This is, this is what I've been trying to wait for the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then man, Oh God, that would just be, Cody Rhodes has become a legend at that point. Yeah, it'd be nice to <clears throat> see uh, a heel Cody Rhodes, especially with his name being the American Nightmare. So oh, yeah. Having a negative connotation, in, but he's face. Like, what? Yeah, it's that? a little confusing, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Well, because, I mean, he's, when he, I think when he took that name, I think he was in New Japan, and it was he was a heel. He was, he was a heel character in New Japan, and he yeah. was fucking great. I think it was a little bit wasted because, obviously, they don't really – it's not the English is not English is not the focus there. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of wasted it a little bit, but yeah. Um, still, I think that could be fucking amazing. And yeah, where it goes again, Roman Reigns is going to disappear for a while. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, in, yeah, I don't know if he retires after that, but there's nothing else for him to do at that. What point. else can you do? Yeah. I think he becomes the movie star or whatever the fuck he wants to do. 
I think he just replaces The Rock in Hollywood. I think he replaces fucking Jason Momoa as the... Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, as the token fucking Samoan. As the... <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. I think I think Roman Reigns could be Aquaman. Hey, dude. So, it's a weird franchise. I mean, you could do a lot worse. With, you can I mean, do, you can't, can't do any worse with Roman Reigns, dude. That's a true story. Yeah, so, so uh, I did want to go back Oh, yeah. on the on the event itself yeah yeah all right because i was thinking about this story wise and i think it's kind of bullshit that the rock got to be the person that slapped cody rhodes that he just imagine you know he, he showed up and he was the person that yeah. instigated the problems right that he slapped cody rhodes i'm just thinking they're mad because he made a comment about their their grandfather being ashamed of what their family is doing right yeah when Paul Heyman and I think Roman Reigns himself said that Dusty Rhodes said that Roman Dusty Rhodes said that Roman Reigns was the son he always yeah, wanted. Right. Like, how is that? How is that acceptable that they get to say that? And then the minute that Cody says something, oh no, slap to the face, yeah. you son of a bitch. Yeah, because uh, you know there. I mean that that wasn't there was multiple occasions that they were making comments about Dusty Rhodes. Oh yeah, and th- this is the one time he gets them, and on, then, nope. on their on their family. Yep, and th- slap first to the slap. Face. What the fuck, dude? That is fucking unacceptable. That is fucked up, man. But again, I think that's also building this. Cor- I don't want to say corporate rock because he was corporate rock back in the day. Tribal rock. But the, yeah, this is like the a, yeah. chairman of the board rock, right? Tribal chair. Tribal chair rock. Tribal chair rock. All right, that's that's what they're building towards. Yeah, and this is part of that heel character is is. Rules for thee, but not for me, right? That's that's what that's what he's espousing here. And I will say, dude, real life, I'm just I'm getting I'm getting a little agitated with the <laughs> shit. If it's fake or real, I mean, it's good entertainment nonetheless. But that is some fucking bullshit, straight up. It dude. is, it is, and it's doing exactly what it's designed to do. It's yeah. evoking emotion within the audience, which is us. Uh-huh. And we're not the only ones who feel this way. There, there's plenty of people I'm sure that. Oh feel this man, way. I got fucking I got baited hook line and sinker dude i hook, i'm, I'm line and sinker yeah i will say though that tweet that i put out or wait are they called tweets now that it's no longer called twitter uh that fucking thing that i put out on <laughs> what do you call what do you call a tweet on x and x and is this uh, x this exiting <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that one that i put out last time on the air where i i x'd at the rock and I literally said, hey, at The Rock, congrats on the return and doing what Vince never could, legitimately bury the Rhodes family. We'd love to talk about how this unfolded on our Without Censor podcast. Let us know, mm-hmm. Game Rage Magazine. And I got, like, uh, this fucking one dude that has a pretty decent following fucking retweeted it. And then I, we ended up getting the most fucking views that we've ever gotten on anything on fucking X. And got a bunch of likes. Got essentially... I had, we had on here, we literally had, I think, I think we had like 20 followers on here. We have 39 now oh. just off of one fucking thing. Oh uh, yeah. So now doubled. it got me thinking, man, maybe we should just be heels on the internet. Yeah. Like we've been talking about this kind of before, but I was just fucking around making a joke and cause everyone else was just Bear was just bullshit. Was telling Rocky's a piece of shit. Everything was just negative. And I said, "Hey, Gats, congratulations, man! Like, way to bury the Rhodes family finally." <laughs> and people thought it was fucking hilarious, and yeah. just were like fucking retweeting it and shit. So I was like, "Man, that's pretty fucking cool." And you know, 
It pays to be an asshole, apparently. It does. So it really does. But that's but that but the point of what I was saying is that shit evoked emotion mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. And and again, not that I'm saying this is right because that's def- this is definitely not right. People fucking death threading the rock's fucking daughter <laughs> in NXT, man. Yeah, unacceptable. That is unfucking acceptable. I you should be a fucking shamed. If you're a fucking professional wrestling fan and you did that, you are you are out. Turn in your fucking wrestling card right now. Yeah. Put your fucking boots in the ring so we can light them on fire. You're done, all right? Yeah, the most you can do is hold up a sign that is funny. Yeah. Or or even say the rock sucks. That That's as far as you can go. Anything beyond death threats is just... Uh, hey, listen, all right? If you wanted to give death threats to the rock, I might say that's possibly acceptable. But I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's more acceptable than going... His daughter didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah. Like, that's got nothing to do with her. Yeah. Leave her the fuck alone. If you want to sell the rock, if you want to start chanting "Die Rocky Die" again, hey, that's for that's perfectly acceptable because he's the one doing it. Dude, imagine if he goes back to his WWE corporate rock theme song at oh, WrestleMania man. 40. That'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> that'd uh, be pretty sweet. All right, so there, there's there's another part of the event, uh-huh. uh, the press conference itself. Yeah. Actually, there's two other things. All right, I'll, I'll get to more of the story part. Yeah, but yeah. my God, dude. They essentially destroyed any credibility the re- or reputation the World Heavyweight Championship had <laughs> oh, on man. stage at this fucking thing. Because, I mean, they like go away consolation prize. They demeaned it in every possible way, especially with Cody picking it. I mean, sh- sure. I don't think it would look any better if he chose that path to be the right. World Heavyweight Championship match. Yeah. But fuck, dude. That thing is worth destroyed. Yeah. It, that that it was the nail in the coffin for me as far as credibility for that title. I know they they were trying to paint that thing as the working man's title and Dusty Rhodes uh you know it being the world heavyweight championship technically that would be the NWA yeah title even though it looks nothing like it. Oh, I mean somewhat it somewhat resembles it, but Nah, dude, not not even then. Not even then could it be presented as a yeah equivalent. It's of not serious. The undisputed. I just I'm like fuck, man. And it sucks because Seth Rollins has done a fucking great job in being again, like you said, the working man's champion, and he yeah. fucking defends it all the time. Yeah. Defended it on the house show we went and fucking watched. Yeah. Okay. Roman Reigns wasn't there, so that. I have respect for Seth Rollins for for what he's done in trying to carry that title. It just sucks that the organization is burying the fuck out of it. Yeah. And now it means even less. And my personal opinion is what I think is going to happen is because this title basically means nothing and they know it. I think they're going to get rid of it. I think what's going to happen is I think that Seth Rollins is going to probably lose the title to Logan Paul at WrestleMania because since the title means nothing... It's the YouTube championship. We're going to let Logan Paul have it because we want him to stick around for a little while. So we're going to let him put this feather in his cap. And then at the next pay-per-view or the one after that, Logan Paul is going to lose. They're going to unify the title and just be done with it. He'll lose to fucking Cody Rhodes and that'll be done. He'll go back to being a mid-card champion with the U.S. title or whatever. And that'll just be the end of the World Heavyweight Championship. And then they're going to have one main major title They'll still probably have, and I'm of the opinion that they're probably going to just have less championships. And with with that, I mean, they're going to probably, they're going to get rid of both tag team titles. Like, even though they're technically on the Judgment Day now as it is, they're like the undisputed whatever. I think they're going to keep it just one belt. 
I think you're probably going to get rid of the women's, the double women's champions. You're probably just going to have one. And this is after the whole Netflix thing, I think, kicks in. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to put everything to one. Maybe they'll bring back like the European title or maybe they'll bring back like, uh, I don't know, light heavyweight title. They'll do that kind of shit. But having two equivalent titles, I think they're just going to do away with it. Yeah, I don't understand the having each champion respectively on each program, SmackDown and Raw, when they're trying to give the illusion that there's two different brands and technically they should be sticking to one show. If you're on raw, you stay on raw. If you're on SmackDown, you stay on SmackDown. Yeah. But they cross over so much that it doesn't mean anything to have two fucking titles. Like you might as well just have fucking one. Yeah. Well look at like, okay, again, all these SmackDown guys are going to be fighting for a chance to fucking in the elimination. It's going to be like three SmackDown guys and three raw guys. So it's like, what's the fucking point? What's the fucking point of even having two separate championships now? I get it. It's you got to fill you got to fill 16 hours of WrestleMania every year, so now you got to fucking have all these matches and shit. But we're not getting every title at every pay-per-view. We're not getting a title defense for everything. Remember, that's we used to get that. When there was just the singular titles, pretty much every title was defended at every fucking pay-per-view. That was a guarantee. You were going to see the main title, the US title, the fucking intercontinental title, the tag titles, and the women's title. You're going to get five championship matches. And sure, if you want, if you want to fill out three and a half fucking hours like you like you do always on pay per views, yeah, you can throw in a light heavyweight title or a cruiserweight title. You can throw in a fucking European title to add to the mix of more mid card fucking titles. And honestly, I feel like the more mid card titles you have, you get more threads going that mean something. I, yeah, I think so as well. And it, I feel like it makes the world heavyweight, whatever you're going to call it, it makes it mean that much more when you get up there. But if you've just got two mid-card titles, two fucking main titles, it, none of it means anything now at this point. Yeah, I think uh, like the mid-card picture. Mm, I, yeah, I think you stick with the IC title, the US title existing, and one main event title, which would probably be the, the Undisputed Champion. Right, yeah. So that way, narrative-wise, you have two opposing mid-card titles that say, I'm entitled to fucking face. Yeah. You have those two duke it out. You always, you're always churning out main event uh, competitors through the mid-card title picture because somebody's looking to move up to get to the mid-card picture. Right. Then you have the two mid-carders that are title holders go at it, and then you have like the main villain. Well, not the villains, but the whoever's opposed like opposing the two champions yeah that's like that's like four people right there right you have six people technically for the people that are looking to go up so right six people that you could potentially make main event contenders yeah and then i think by maybe having maybe maybe i'm going the opposite way maybe sticking with the ic and mid card thing by having less titles you start pushing feuds more than the titles themselves like okay yes you have those things right but you have the feuds be kind of the folk because that's kind of like what maybe the attitude era yeah. was, was 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 kind of known feuds. for is that feuds meant something and then eventually the feuds would end up becoming for a title because one of those dickheads would end up getting a belt yeah and that's long-term that's long-term super story. Yeah. long-term booking and that's kind of been lacking i feel like lately and yeah you get these mid-card titles uh if there's more of them to spread around because again it just makes everything mean more. And like I said, if you have 
some guys that are maybe like jobbers fucking bring back the hardcore title or the 20 fuck the 24 seven title. That's like the jobber title, which is, you know, the one our truth had, but you make that the jobber title. It's comedic. It's funny, but somebody gets a belt that means, but it means something. And if you have all these mid card titles, well, they're really titles that you could call throughout the card. You've got, you know, if you had like a light heavyweight or a cruiserweight title, that's like your opening title. That's like your, your opening match title fight that you get to have is, is a cruiserweight championship. It's high flying. It's fast. It's quick. It gets people fucking off their feet. It gets people ready for what's about to happen. Then cool. You can slow it down with a wrestling match and you can do it with a European championship. That's something that's for a belt. Something that's a more traditional style wrestling championship. Okay. Then you get into your U.S. title as being your, your, your true mid card fucking title is your like U.S. championship. And you have that be a combination of the two guys from the cruiserweight go up and get and challenge for it. And guys from the European deal can go up and challenge for it eventually. And then you got guys that can come down from the intercontinental title picture and challenge for that as well to give it again, more meaning when it needs to be brought up into something as a competitive title. And then you go up into your upper mid card title, which is your intercontinental title. And that's where your guys who are being champions and then get beat get are getting fed into the world heavy with the world championship picture, essentially. Mm -hmm. And all these guys are getting fed up the line. And then guys that are at the top, once you're out, if you've either been in and you're not cool, you can kind of go back down to the next level. And then maybe you get another title or two or whatever. And then maybe you go back up again. Mm -hmm. Um, When they had like, with Dolph Ziggler and those kind of guys that were in the Miz that were getting thrown WWE championships and world heavyweight championships thrown on them. It felt like they were just kind of mid card guys that got thrown into the, into the big time. And then, uh, they just kind of traded the title a few times. It didn't really mean much because there were so many fucking guys that were just mid card guys that were all of a sudden holding the fucking world heavyweight championship. So, and they were trading it on an almost monthly to by month by week by monthly basis, essentially, where they were trading it off once a month. They'd have it for a month. Another guy take it for two months and another yeah. guy take it back for two months. So I think we need to go back to the longer reigning, not Roman Reigns level. All right. But for your like kind of what they're doing with Seth Rollins. Right. I mean, he's probably he's had the title for what? seven, eight months, something like that. I don't know. I don't know when they brought it back, but he was the first one to get it and he hasn't dropped it. So he's obviously going to drop it at WrestleMania. It's for sure going to happen. I think we're going to see all the titles change hands at WrestleMania just as to go back to the further predictions for us. I don't think any champion goes into WrestleMania with their and retains their belt, except for maybe if Logan Paul does go in and fights Seth Rollins. I don't think it'll be title for title, but if his title's not on the line, or maybe they fucking make him put his U.S. title on the line night one, and then night two, he fu- or, you know, fuck, who knows what they could do with it. But I think Gunther holds his title. Oh, yeah, that's one. Okay, you're right. I do think maybe Gunther does. But if they're going to, and who knows, maybe they're going to give him a nice little push into the main event picture, and maybe he's unsuccessful. Maybe he is the next opponent that they feed to Cody Rhodes, and they have a two-month or three-month feud and maybe he's on the losing end of that. Maybe they have, like you said, the Imperium. Maybe they do a tag team match with the Imperium and Cody Rhodes and a partner of his choosing. And then, you know, maybe then they say, cool, we'll have a non-title match. And then, oh, maybe the Imperium cheats at, at one and that's how he gets in. And then, cool, they have the blow-off pay-per-view match for the title and then he loses. So, but he maybe, cool, cements himself as being able to perform in that level. 
And then that's when you go back and you have him win the Royal Rumble next year. Maybe he goes on to win the title at WrestleMania. I don't know. That's maybe the way you can do it. But yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I got, Sorry, I got, I got, let's go. Yeah. I got another topic to throw out. So going back to the press conference thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think TKO stated that they were trying to transition maybe the WWE to be more sports-like, mm-hmm. sports-oriented. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, I think was portrayed within this press conference thing much like a UFC fight, they have the promotion of the match itself just before. Right. Uh, but this is well in advance of oh, way the advance, Wrestle, yeah. WrestleMania. But I think they want it fresh on their minds during the Super Bowl so people don't forget. Yeah. And of course, I mean, dude, they, they executed this to a fucking T. Like, when you thought this could have been a throwaway type of deal, if not for the fact, simply for the main event picture with Cody Rhodes and, yeah. and Roman Reigns, I mean, everything else, I mean, it was like, Sasha, not Sasha Banks. Is wait, not Sasha Banks. What's her name? Rhea the, Ripley. No, Becky Lynch. No, the girl with the long hair. They all have fucking long hair. The one with the ponytail that she whips people. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Oh God, God damn, dude, what the fuck? I, I can't, I can't remember her name. Think fuck, of, man. I, I'm like, uh, listen, we. This is like our number four and a half brain, of fucking podcasting brain tonight. Fart. So I can't believe this is happening. But essentially, she was promoting her own show on Hulu, and you know, it was like small, small potato yeah. type of stuff. Bianca like, Belair, Bianca, fuck. yeah, wow, Jesus Bia- Christ, Bianca Belair, and um, I don't want to say a lot of the stuff wasn't meaningful, but if you had if you had to have one thing go right, it was the undisputed title match. The yeah. whole thing that happened, it, I mean, it probably blew that match up to the nth. Oh and yeah, degree right. But the point I guess that I was trying to get at is that now I feel as though because everything usually happens in ring when people fight outside the ring. Okay, it's happening on the Titantron. Yeah. Now it feels like the line is being blurred further with these out of pocket. <clears throat> uh, well, what what happened with the uh, fucking uh, the rack the rack. The Rock <laughs> slapping Cody Rhodes. That felt real. Yeah. And now it feels as though the line between reality and fiction is further being cemented as opposed to just having things only happen within the arena itself. And maybe maybe even the test bed for that was the media scrums that they would have after the matches that the, that the uh, wrestlers got to be a little bit of themselves at these things and answer questions because right, yeah. they didn't have that before the AEW was doing that right firmly or, or you know pretty consistently yeah. pretty consistently and and then it was only after the fact that people were rece- i mean dude we got that cm punk moment where he's talking about fucking muffins like <laughs> yeah and how he works with fucking children uh i think they definitely took a chapter out of their book and thought gotta have we gotta incorporate that and we gotta uh appease or we gotta we gotta have uh we have to please TKO itself. So yeah. and what, what do you got to say about that? Yeah, no, I think you're fucking spot on with that. I think that a hundred percent they're blurring the line between fiction and reality. And it's, it's, it's this one thing that it's a quote from back in the day about how the best lies always have a little bit of truth sprinkled in. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to believe this thing that we know is fake, but you want us to believe it's real, you have to sprinkle truth in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what these things do. They sprinkle, they they lift the veil just a little bit 
to make you further believe that this is really going on. Yeah. And like the the initial not incarnation of this, but back during the Attitude Era when they started doing shit in the back. I mean, shit. I'll never forget when I watched that WCW thing when the NWO lawn darted lawn darted fucking Rey Mysterio into the back of a production truck. I thought that was real, and so did everyone else. So much to the point that the people there actually called the fucking police, and they showed up to like because they thought there was a gang riot going on, and that's where you blend reality and fiction, and you just tell a little bit of truth in there. To make it look fucking real. So we know, as you said before, we know The Rock has had an image, a PR image problem with him being a narcissist and people in Hollywood saying he's an asshole and all this it, yeah, stuff. Yeah, taking advantage of uh, so his position. why not roll with that? People already believe this to be a truth. And even if it isn't true, because I don't know The Rock personally. I don't Neither, fucking yeah. know. So who, it could be all just bullshit. Mm. But the fact of the matter is it's perceived as real. Mm. So why not just roll with it and... It's very easy to believe that The Rock, if you think he's a narcissist, would the second he gets promoted to the board of, of directors, oh, he's going to, of course, insert himself into WrestleMania. It makes perfect fucking sense in reality. So I think that's why people had such a real fucking harsh reaction to this mm -hmm. is because it was believed, it was believable. There was a little bit of truth sprinkled in there even though this was horseshit. And then just like with the slap fucking moment, I, f I felt that was real, man. I fucking felt it. Yeah. Paul Heyman sold it too. Oh, a hundred percent. And that whole interaction, that right there is what I love about wrestling. For, for us, we call, you know, we, we call it our stories, you know, with like our moms my, used to call my stories, like, like their fucking soap operas and their novellas and shit. They, pipe, they pipe would, down over there. I'm watching yeah, my stories, watching my stories. Right. And it's wrestling's no different than that. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. It just involves the athleticism of sport. Whereas that does not require athleticism. This does. And this is, this is our daytime soap operas that our moms believed was real reality television. Those storylines, they all, oh, they believed them so much. Like all oh, got them so hard. It got them so invested. Right. In these fucking characters that are clearly fictional, mm -hmm. which is what wrestling is. There's these, this is clearly fictional. It's fixed. We all know this. This is a truth that we have known, maybe not since the beginning when we were kids, but eventually we, we found out that wrestling was not real. Yet we still believe we act like it is. Kayfabe, right? That's what it is. And this is the, the epitome of fucking kayfabe. And I hope if this is the direction where wrestling is going, because I feel like with the PG era, we went a little bit back to the eighties and we went a little bit back to superhero like characters, yeah. and these bigger than life personalities that were kind of not realistic. Right. Yeah. That's what we kind of went to. And I think we're, this is the, this right here, in my opinion is attitude era 2.0. Yeah. This is the beginning of it. This is the first. Whereas I guess you could maybe call the Austin 316 promo really being the true fucking kickoff mm -hmm. of the Attitude Era. This right here is kind of the beginning of the 2.0 version of that, I think. Yeah, if you don't mind me interjecting no, real go quickly. Right ahead. Since you're talking about uh, superhero-esque yeah. wrestlers or sp sports entertainers or superstars during the, the PG era. Right. PG era. 
this feels more speaking to the press conference thing. This feels like two bad motherfuckers that are going to go at it. That yeah. is completely different from what was presented with the PG era and, and Cena never losing and being right. the whole fig Hulk Hogan figure. Yeah. Now it's just bad motherfucker. Like the way a UFC fight is presented right. two bad motherfuckers. And now, yeah. now it's transition transition to wrestling. Um, all right. One, one, I don't know if this will be the final thing, mm. but talking about the triple H and rock thing, the part about a degree of truth with, within the lie itself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hate that we went on a million tangents. We're now we're going back to this, <laughs> right. but, but since we're on the subject of um, possibly this being the attitude era 2.0, uh, it is interesting to wonder about that interaction or conversation between triple H and the rock. It, I think the rock has, or rather the triple H has a possibly being in the right. The fact that he is in charge of what happens in both SmackDown and raw. Right. Yeah. And the fact that the rock is going to be possibly overstepping his role as a board member. Yeah. Yeah. Into the creativity is interesting. Like within the, whether that's fake or real. Yeah. That is fucking interesting, dude. Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that turns into a match or anything, but just simply a senior figure or a superior figure telling something, telling to the person underneath them that fix this because you're affecting my family. Like it's family and business being combined. And this guy saying, no, objectively we have to run the business this way. Like I don't, I don't, that's fucking, that's rad. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's genius. And what's kind of crazy is this is the beginning, I think, of all the of the old heads of the Attitude Era who were the guys that were wrestling in that era. They're now in positions to be in charge and make decisions. So whereas the last 15 years, 20 almost years has been the WWE doing appealing to the audience that will give them the most money by making them the most mainstream appeal, which is why I think we went to the PG era yeah. was because Vince wanted to get money. Yeah. And so now that that's gone, I'm not saying we're going to necessarily go back to super blood and hardcore and crazy shit. I'm not saying we're going to go back to that. I don't think the WWE will ever actually go back to that. Yeah. You don't need John Moxley matches every fucking, you don't. every match. AEW needs that. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's what keeps us around watching AEW because we're not getting that from WWE. Yeah. So, but I think the WWE, this is the transition into more adult themed and oriented storylines. Somewhere between PG-13 and, and, and R. TVMA. It, yeah. It's going to be between TV-14 and TVMA. I don't yeah. think it's going to be, I think we're, 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 the PG era is now being left behind, truly. And maybe this is the reality era. I don't know. Maybe that's what this becomes. Reality era, yeah. But I honestly now am more excited for the potential of what's to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm more invested in the WWE now than I probably ever have been <sighs> at this point. Yeah. And, and, the, and the irony of that situation <laughs> with the rock and, and triple H is that <clears throat> triple H looks like a face in that yeah. scenario and the rock, but, the but there's the other stuff with the Vince McMahon shit that's going on in the background. Yeah, I so I don't know. I don't even know what to think of that is if people are buying into Triple H being the face in that circumstance, I mean, fuck, dude. Maybe they I, are. I don't, I don't know. But at the end of the day, 
this is what the TKO needs the WWE to become money, yeah. to, to distract everybody mm-hmm. from what the fuck has just happened and the horrible, the horrific things that Vince McMahon did. That's what TKO needs the WWE to be. And I will say as long as TKO does the right thing and gets rid of the people that were responsible for those things and allowing those things. Mm. Sure. I lost a lot of respect for triple H for not, for coming out and saying that horse shit fucking promo or not promo, but that horse shit responses, responses for, to those answers. For, yeah. The questions. I, I thought that was horse shit and I lost a lot of respect for the guy for doing that. But if he was, aware of these things that were happening i don't know the answer to that but if it turns out that he was they need to get rid of him yeah and as long as tko gets rid of everybody that was involved i think that i think they come out good on the other side of this because this is the opportunity to say hey we weren't around for this whole shit we we didn't yes we kind of knew about it we knew this was going to come out eventually but now we since we came on board with buying this shit we've made some changes and now that the thing with Vince came out, yes, we put him on a leash and said, hey, you can't be doing this shit until if this comes out, you're fucked. And yeah, it came out and he's fucked. So I give him credit for doing that at least, but it doesn't need to just stop there. It needs to be a culture or a, a company-wide culture that has to get re-changed because the culture was Vince McMahon gets to fucking molest everybody and do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. And if you fucking speak out, you get punished. And that needs to change. Mm. And as long as TKO is willing to put that effort in, I'm willing to stick with the WWE for now and see what happens. Yep. I'm, I'm at, at least in for WrestleMania. Right. I, yes. I'm in for WrestleMania and to see where this goes. And by then we'll have more of a clear picture, I think, of what the responses from TKO are going to be to this Vince McMahon deal. And, you know, it's still going to be interesting to see what happens. I do think that, AEW is still fucked either way. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. They, they're out of sight, they, out of fucking mind. It's over, dude. They, they might as well just quit. Yeah. I mean, as much as I hate to say that, because I do like options. I do think that part of the reason we got into this PG era mess is because there was no real legitimate competition. Mm-hmm. Yes, they fucked TNA, or not TNA, uh, AEW bought fucking Ring of Honor. So we don't even have that option anymore because it's all the same thing now. It's AWT or Ring it made of Honor. It worse because it also means Ring of Honor doesn't mean shit because the titles don't mean they shit. They don't mean shit. And also everybody crosses over so it doesn't mean anything no, either. Yeah, the wrestlers nothing, don't. Right. Nothing means anything anymore with that. TNA is starting to maybe raise its stock a little bit with, with the mis, mishaps that AEW has had. Yep. But I they, they for sure do not have the star power yet. Mm-mm. And honestly, all it takes is one Hell, maybe this Dalton or Nick Nemeth or whatever, maybe this is the key that helps bring and attract more guys from the WWE or even from AEW to start going to TNA. Um, So maybe that's potentially, I mean, they fired the guy who was running TNA, so maybe there's changes afoot that this is going to be taken to the next level, perhaps. Um, The NWA is, I love that fucking title, but it's basically, the fucking place is basically irrelevant. Yeah. Um, And... We've got New Japan creeping over here, so I mean that's kind of interesting. I love the next show that they do in L.A. We need to go to because hmm. uh, I New Japan shits always fucking off the chains and they always put on great shows. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to fucking go do that. But again, it's not a realistic alternative at this point for people in America. No, the king, so the the King of Kings, uh, yeah. 
as far as wrestling goes, I mean, they are reigning supreme. A WWE's uncontested at this Untouchable. point. Untouchable. So. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Especially now that, again, they the, the TKO is, geni- is a genius for this. Because, like, just to go back to the whole thread of blurring the line of fiction and reality, you own the WWE and the UFC. Mm-hmm. Two things that are technically, quote-unquote, combat sports. Just one's fucking rigged and the other one's not. And... That crossover hasn't happened yet, but it's, I think it's going to happen. I, I think that they were hoping Brock Lesnar was going to be the one to start that, but that's out now. That is definitely out. They're like, nope, we can't touch this dude. Yeah. We can't do shit with this guy. It's toxic for life. And maybe there are other individuals in the UFC that could potentially transition over to the WWE and maybe have a run. Or maybe a guy, I don't know if you're going to get the same... I don't think you're going to get the same possibility of someone from the WWE transitioning over to there and becoming a champion. That Brock Lesnar thing was a once in a lifetime deal. Yeah. I don't think that happens again. I think maybe you have a better chance of someone over there coming over here and transition like Ronda Rousey or Ken Shamrock. Yeah. That's more likely to happen than someone from WWE going over there and winning a title. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the ultimate goal from Vince McMahon. I mean, I don't want to acknowledge him, but I wonder if that was, precedent being set back 30 years ago to have that eventually become the reality which it is now by uh, whether it was directly or indirectly supposed to happen i don't yeah. know but the the, the the lines are being further blurred between oh, yeah fictional uh combat sports and right. reality combat sports i mean it, it happened with ronda rousey ha- happened with ken shamrock happened with brock lesnar so oh, yeah now, now and i mean dana white has been very outspoken about not liking the wwe but now your brother's with them. What the fuck are you going to do, do about now? It, yeah. now? Now you can't shit talk them anymore because or you, parent, can if, or you can if it's kayfabe. Controversy creates cash. Right. Or you're going to take a page. God, what if there was a fucking, what if they did the rock versus Dana White in a boxing match or something like Jesus Christ. Bigger than that, dude. What if you trained UFC fighters to fight in wrestling and have UFC versus WWE? Oh, Yeah. Like a whole WCW versus versus uh, WWF type deal. Yeah, that could be fucking great. Yeah, that would even further fucking draw the line. That's like, too much. That's too much. That's like <laughs> that's meta. That's too much. Too meta for me. I don't too, know. Yeah, that's I think cool. my head might explode. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. That's cool. Well, we hit over an hour, so we're good. Wait, what are we at? Hour and six minutes. So oh, shit, we got four more minutes. minutes. Are we ten minutes short? Or are we or ten minutes short of what? For a four hour total. Oh no, we okay. Wait, are we at four? Because we, how many hours did we do right now today? We did three hours and 10 minutes, right? Or something or. Yeah, we did. Wait, because we did an hour and 50, 50. And then we did an hour and. 20, right? Or 25, an hour, 25. Uh, That equals two hours. For the hours and then 50 plus 50 minutes plus 25 minutes is 75, 75. So that's what an hour, another hour and 20. Or an hour and 15 minutes yeah so we did three hours and 15 minutes oh okay so, so we now we just we did an hour and six minutes which is all right i'm good <laughs> so we exceeded the four hours and really if you count what we recorded on sunday with the music podcast we're at like fucking almost probably six right, hours I, I, so I, we're, I, we're good to go yeah right. so, sorry for those of you that listened to that i know that was that was inside baseball yeah uh way too far so anyways also just to add on the end here really quick again uh fuck where's my calendar god damn it 27th i think is it the 27th okay february elimination chamber uh yeah elimination chamber end of february 
we are going to be doing uh fuck it's the 24th jesus 24th, Christ. okay okay so it's technically saturday the 24th at 2 a.m we are going to be again live streaming on discord we're going to be doing live commentary of the elimination chamber everyone can watch along with us and we can have a chat and discuss and guess what we're also going to be doing another giveaway all right whatever maybe another 25 dollars gift card to something mm. um if the same dude is out there and wants to win another roblox gift card by god you enter and we're going to figure out i don't know we haven't decided what we're going to how we're going to do it but yeah, we'll we have see. to do some sort of contest or something potentially yeah maybe just a random drawing i don't know we'll figure it out mm. but tune in for that and then also going for wrestlemania it's two nights so are we gonna do both nights are we gonna commit it depends on what 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 day has uh the cody Rhodes versus Rhodes do they Ray. even fucking announce that in advance it's gonna be sunday night we, it we, has to be sunday night i think sunday night's the night one two it has to be I don't know why they have gone away from doing pay-per-views on Sundays. Two, two days is a lot, dude. It's a lot, man. It's well, this is going to be like eight fucking, hours. It's, it's going to be four like, hours a day. Yeah. All right. Let's see what matches are on what day and then we'll determine what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm so, thinking one day for sure. And it's probably going to be Sunday. Oh, for sure. We're going to do the Cody Rhodes one. The, whatever night that ha- that event is happening. We're doing that whole fucking yeah. night. I don't know what else other matches are going to be. So who knows? Maybe we'll figure it out. But at least we're doing that Sunday night or whatever night two is going to be. Yeah. Or I'm sure that's that's going to have to be the Cody Rhodes night. So okay. we're at least going to commit to that potentially with adding on the second the first night. Potentially. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Hey, maybe we can just get more uh, fucking what you call it. Uh, President Ty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could ask them if they'd, they'd love to sponsor us and just give us a free. Just give us a free food. Dude, they do catering. So I mean, oh, should, man. maybe I should just buy. Maybe I should buy three troughs of food <laughs> so that we have it overnight oh yeah Yeah. we'll just leave the little heaters on in there so it stays warm yeah genius all right that's a good idea all right anyways all right so stay tuned for that and uh yeah fucking follow us game rage magazine and uh on all the fucking shit adam does best wrestling memes on his sometimes too (laughs) what what a a fun what a fun episode man to talk about all this shit that i mean we went from the probably probably one of the worst situations to to really one one of the better ones yeah yeah i mean this is probably one of the best situations we've had in a long time so what a great, what a great time. What a, what a great audience. It's a great day for wrestling and therefore the world. And therefore the world. Uh, anyways, yeah. So thank you guys for listening and we will uh, definitely catch you on the next one. That was another wonderful amazing powerful episode of the game rage wrestling podcast and take it from me ladies and gentlemen the natural lad jet swag if there's one podcast one show you should be listening to that you should be absolutely grateful for it's the game rage wrestling podcast and one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. 
Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should, then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love and show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag.